Welcome back to Roots to Grooves. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. Uh, We're coming live to you from (laughs) Pioneer Square. I wanted to mention that because it's a colorful day in Pioneer Square today. It's gorgeous out there. We got live music. Yeah. It's the, if people aren't from here, every first Thursday of the month, they do an art walk. There's a lot of art galleries around here. There's an art gallery downstairs. Downstairs. Second right below floor, our feet. Right below our feet, which we might maybe check out. Have free wine. Yeah. Once business <laughs> is done. Art. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and there's a, a rock show happening with four bands in the alleyway next door as well. Yeah. And a couple of weekends ago, there was a show happening down on the street out there, um, right outside our window. So, you know, got to get signal part of these musical happenings that are happening down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, come check it out. Baby steps, though, you know. Always a lot to do, but Roots to Graves is one of them, and here we are. Once we know that something's possible, we know we can do it. Exactly, yeah. Here we are. Welcome back. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking about Tiana Kasi. Yes. Kasi. 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 Yeah. Uh, This week, um, originally from Brisbane, but now based in Melbourne, Australia. Brand new artist on the scene, relatively. Um, she's had a, a few appearances. She's been doing a few things down in Melbourne for quite a few years, for at least the last six years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2019, she released her debut EP, not even an album yet, EP called Megalia. And uh, yeah. So uh, this is an artist that I discovered uh, through the process of doing The Drop, um, which is the weekly mix show that I do, brand new releases from around the world. And uh, I yeah stumbled upon, um, I think, her first single, which came out in 2018, Nuketown. Um, I haven't been doing the drop that long, <laughs> only since 2020, but I discovered that track as a process of putting the show together. And uh, yeah, she has a wonderful voice. Um, she's a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of music out. She's re- no. new to the scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's doing stuff anywhere from neo soul mm-hmm. jazz yeah. and pop yeah a little bit mixed in yeah r&b vibes it's definitely all in mm-hmm. that wheelhouse yeah that kind of that late 90s neo soul yeah yeah um you know vibe with good rhythms yeah beautiful melody yeah and, and bringing those two together to create a, a beautiful sonic landscape yeah she has a great voice definitely yeah and uh you know she's another one of these artists that's bubbling up out of the melbourne scene as well um, there's a lot of great music coming out of there, it I, seems like. I think we're on a streak of Australian artists. Yeah, we are, for some reason. Uh, not all of them from the same era. I mean, Avalanches are from Melbourne, right? But they're yeah. like a little bit But they came out in the 90s. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Hiatus Coyote. Mm-hmm. They've been around for a bit, a decade at least, right? Yeah. Um, and what was the other Australian artist we talked about? Well, Pond. Kind of, right? Pond, yeah. Who plays with Tame Impala? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about Pond. Yeah. There's another one I can't think of. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but look it up on the yeah. YouTube it's on our here. list of things because it'll be out yeah. by the time this episode is out. Yeah, yeah. And so the, we'll have that listed on there. Yeah. But I mean, good stuff. It was a pleasure um, listening to this artist, Tiana Kasi, yeah. and getting into her stuff. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, so she's she kind of got to start working with some other artists and bands. Yeah. In the area, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's jumping too far ahead, but do you know anything about her, her personal life, like uh, as a child? Uh, not so much. Um, she did was born in Brisbane and grew up there. She calls it, I thought I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Mianjin is apparently uh, the traditional Aborigine native land that mm-hmm. Brisbane is built on. And uh, she called, she said she's from Mianjin. Brisbane. Mianjin. I think that's how you so say th- it. I mean, so yeah. she obviously is uh, putting a lot of um, wearing her heritage influence on her sleeves. Yeah. Literally on her, you know, CD case sleeves. Yeah. And uh, on her releases. Yeah. For example, her, her one album, which is a extended play EP. Yeah. Um, is called Mega Megalia, we decided. Yeah, that's how you say it. Yeah. Megalia, and that's Megalia. a state in the northeastern part of India. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, it means in Sanskrit, the abode of clouds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did look up some images of Megalia, and it's a beautiful looking place. Um, it's very green and lush. And Yeah, uh, I saw some pictures of some waterfalls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it feels like a really historical, yeah. almost religious kind of place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, yeah, I don't know. I looked into the mythology a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Megalia is is a place that still to this day exercises uh, matriarchy lineage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's uh, like it's all about the women. Yeah. It's take like so when you have a family, uh, you take on the last name, the surname of the the female, the mother, mm-hmm. and uh, I think like the husband moves in with the mother-in-law, yeah, and stuff like that, and it's all yeah, very like a female-led um, community, society, know, society, yeah, society, yeah, yeah. Um, which is very interesting. It's very it's just hearing about it seems very otherworldly and but cool like really like you know why isn't this more prevalent throughout the world is what i started to think a little bit it sounds like a very tranquil kind of place and uh, i agree a way of upbringing kind of thing um mm-hmm. and uh but i think it was like her grandparents uh, or one of or at least one like her grandmother that grew up there for a little bit um and uh, they eventually migrated away from there um and this is another thing to say so like in 2019 or so tiana moved to melbourne and and it was like moving to a big city for the first time is what she said um and she was feeling a little bit out of place there and out of sorts and her dad uh reminded her that it's where her uh, melbourne is where her grandparents first migrated to from england and india settled there first and uh, apparently their, their graves are still in Melbourne as well. Mm-hmm. So for Tiana, that was like a sort of, you know, oh, okay, I have connection, family mm-hmm. here, um, heritage. Because she's very, yeah, big on, on family and her roots and her culture. 
She's big on her roots. And her grooves, you could say. Exactly, and her grooves, yes, absolutely, yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, and it's like, (laughs) it's a cool cool thing. And uh, and also being in Australia, you know, similarly to America, there's a lot of Native American culture here that is unfortunately, you know, there's not a lot of Native American culture not, yeah. as much as there should be. Exactly, but I think she's hi- hyper aware of uh, of the Aborigine culture and the traditional tribes mm-hmm. that existed in Australia, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Even to the extent of calling, you know, Brisbane by its original name, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, yeah, so that's awesome yeah. that she likes to pay homage to her history and yeah. the history of the world. Yeah, and helping those those, you know, the 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 history move on and. and yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So Tiana Cassie, and yeah. so kind of her last name yeah. refers. She also took that Cassie name. I don't know if it's Cassie. Mm. Um, but Cossie. the, the Cassie is a group of people. Yeah, it's a word that refers to a group of people, which is um, broken down in Megalia, Megalia, mm. in that region. Yeah. So as far as I saw, the Kasi is a group of people and it's broken down into subsets. Yeah. And it's referring to, uh, I think it was like 16 heavenly humans, like types yeah. of humans yeah, yeah. or people. Yeah, yeah. Tribes, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the, uh, like as the mythology goes, there was eight of them mm-hmm. or seven of them that were stuck on earth and then the other nine are stuck in heaven. Hmm. And this region, Megalia, is this religious place, and they have a, a specific like mountain that they they used to hike to. That supposedly you can go from Earth to Heaven and back and forth. Yeah. At yeah. some point, that they chopped down a tree or something, and now that that line is cut off, that ladder. Yeah. To Heaven, I'm just kind of riffing off riffing. the top of my head of what I was reading about this because it's actually sure. pretty cool and pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I'd never heard about any of this stuff before. No, yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, so the Kasi people, and there's these different tribes all with this kind of matriarchy type, um, you know, history and lineage and way of life, their culture. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, that's what her name's referring to. Kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Little tidbit of history there. Yeah, it's wonderful. And she's really trying to um, bring that out into her music and, uh, you know, and and sort of communicate their story Mm -hmm. um, through like her lyrics and, the thing she talks about yeah like like yeah. self-empowerment yeah yeah heritage and family yeah so really cool stuff yeah yeah um i mean yeah where do we go from here let's play another track yeah so let's well so she yeah only has this uh one ep out called megalia and uh i think her first uh solo release was a track that is featured on this album called nuke town and uh Let's play it a little bit of this. How could you think you could cross me twice? How could you think you could cross the line? Mm-hmm. 
That was Nuke Town from Tiana Cassie. Uh, first official solo release. And it was produced by a guy, a producer out of Australia called Sampology, who I first came across when I went to Melbourne. I went to a record store called Plug 7. Shout out Plug 7 Records, great place. Um, I think I mentioned this before. Uh, uh, I think Shio was the, was the lady there. Uh, she introduced me to a bunch of great music, vinyl. And I was like, she just kept bringing me things over and they had a little listening station. And I was just like mm -hmm. listening to like all these things. Ended up buying a fat stack of records. I had to like, I was like, can you leave these here and box them up? And I went around the corner to like go buy a new suitcase. So <laughs> and uh, it was pouring with rain in uh, Melbourne because I thought Australia was going to be hot and sunshiny, but it, it was uh, like Seattle on that day. My last day in Melbourne. And uh, I have it here. This is the Sampology album I got. Awesome. This is the 12-inch the EP called Mount Glorious. Sweet. I like that album cover. Yeah, we were playing a little bit of that uh, the other day in the studio. Jordan Rakai is also featured on a track here. Um, he's another, uh, I think he's from New Zealand, Jordan Rakai, but he's mm -hmm. based in London now. Nice. And uh, yeah, this is, this is a dope record. That is and cool. Sampology produced all of uh, Tiana Cassie's uh work up to date to now to now um those singles and the ep mega liar and uh it was a very interesting way they said of doing it because tiana does have a band i think there's been a few different members in her live group um but a lot of these tracks started from like jams that they would do or it would be ideas that tiana had from ages ago or like little beats and ideas that uh, Sampology had. And, and she said it was kind of magical putting it together because it's like these ideas that they've both had for years mm -hmm. and they finally found a place to like put them together and to create yeah. these songs. And Sounds like it was meant to be. Exactly, yeah, it does, yeah. So yeah. was Sampology involved with Kite String Theory? Um, I'm not sure. Or no, it's Kite String Tangle. Yeah. Was, was a band that Tiana Kasi was involved with early on yeah so she's been involved uh, she's like featured vocalist on a few projects yeah the kite string tangle also brisbane based yeah golden vessels another group sampology the astro travelers which i think mm -hmm. it sounds like a live hip-hop group that she's does vocals for um she said they worked on a new album i haven't seen it released yet but that's also been produced by sampology the mm -hmm. astro travelers new album that is yet to hit nice but um, yeah, there's a lot of great people down there doing great things. Yeah, so it's insane. No. So yeah, speaking of Sampology, he's a, he's like a turntable artist. Um, he's a you know I think he's like a multi-instrumentalist mm -hmm. producer. He does DJ though as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, from what I was reading, that's yeah. kind of what he's known for. Okay. At least yeah. obviously he produces, and I'm sure he's multi-talented. Yeah, yeah. As is Tiana Kasi. Yeah. Um, but I, as as far as I was reading, he was he's into you know. DJing, turntables. Vinyl DJing, yeah. As, yeah, and then he also does, he incorporates a lot of visuals. Yeah. Which is like a huge part of his yeah. show or his, uh, you know, performance. Oh, so he, he, he did the artwork for this as well, I think. Cool. Um, I think his real name is Sam po Pogogoli or something like that. <laughs> oh, so it's based on his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did Sam Pology. I didn't know that either, but that's, that's a clever name. Cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It almost sounds like sample. Yeah. So, you know, being a DJ, producer, it's different kind of things. Fits. Yeah, it's like sampleology or it's Sam Sampleology. Yeah, like like he's a <laughs> professor of sampling. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. 
but yeah, so obviously she was. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of her background. I mean, it was her family musical. Do you know? Um, I don't know about too much about her family on the musical aspect. I do know that she studied uh, jazz music, like traditionally. I think she mm-hmm. went to school for that, and uh, and you know she was asked if uh, you know she was taught about like traditional stuff or experimental stuff. She said a bit of both kind of thing, which is cool. So. Because I know we talked about bad, bad, not good, and they mm-hmm. were like traditionally taught jazz stuff, and right. they had to break those rules, kind of thing. Tiana talks about that as well. Like it's good to like break the rules, like you know. And she you got to you got to know what the rules are so you can break them. Exactly. Yeah. She said something cool about jazz. I'm trying to find it. Okay. She said I think she said Tiana thinks that jazz is more of an umbrella term that has to meet a few criteria, uh, one of them being authentic representation of folk music of the times. Hmm. That's what she sees it as. Uh, and she says it depends on the geography, but she said for her it's really about authentic expression, improvisation, and making the most of what's been presented to you. And uh, so she's mentioned like an artist called John Bapp, who's more of like a contemporary ja- jazz artist. A lot of his stuff is improvised. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what, how she sees jazz as. Like, I've never heard jazz explained in that way. Yeah. Or um, authentic expression. Described that way. Yeah, that sounds really times. cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Her whole description is unmusical. Yeah. It's almost all history or geography. Yeah. And cultural. And culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Saying nothing about what kind of chords you play or, yeah. or anything <laughs> other than being a little bit free form. And, exactly. Yeah. And uh, what was the other word? Uh, Freeform. Yeah, what was the synonym for that? Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. Forget it. I'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> radio person. <laughs> We're radio personalities over here. Yeah, not much of one over here on my end. <laughs> well, you say many years ago, uh, not many years ago, many episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like years. Uh, this is your radio school, so there you go. The, yeah. Thank, We're, thank we're learning you. by doing, people. Immersion. Immersion, yeah. Um, I guess what Tiana also just said about creation, um, she said it's like it's kind of doesn't always have to be driven, but you need some discipline kind of thing. Um, she said it, like sometimes it's discipline that you have to practice even when it feels uncomfortable. Sometimes creating is a necessity and sometimes it's a responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know she says like a lot of the tracks that came together she said it was easy and it just flowed but then uh, you know there were a few tracks that were hard to finish and she said at that point it became a responsibility because of what she was trying to sing about and communicate through the music sort mm-hmm. of thing that it became her responsibility to see it through and finish it sort of thing that's cool so, that's really yeah. big of her i like how yeah. she says discipline yeah a lot of people say motivation but motivation does not get you up out of your bed and into the studio and getting things done. Yeah. I, I like that, how she takes that responsibility yeah. to go the extra mile to finish a track. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like where her head's at. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I think, like, yeah, when you create music, it's like you have to kind of think about what you're doing it for. Right. I mean, you know, we en- I enjoy playing music. You mm-hmm. know? I'm not a singer. I'm not a vocalist. So I don't have anything specific I want to communicate. But when I'm playing my instrument, I at least in that moment are communicating my 
emotion feeling and putting it into the music yeah you know? that's why sometimes you can have the same song you do a rehearsal and it's just not happening mm-hmm. like the energy's not there it's like why isn't that it's like it could be for many reasons i'm tired or whatever but like as soon as you get yourself into that headspace and start emoting through your instrument right then it becomes something and it's very weird to explain to people because it's it's, it's intangible it's, it's invisible not, it's invisible yeah yeah it's an energy in the room it's mm-hmm. It's how the musicians are playing with each other. That's why I prefer that versus just being in a studio on a computer. Because to me, my most enjoyable times of doing music is playing with other people, other musicians, Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, bouncing ideas off each other. Even intellectually having a conversation before you play, but also while you're playing with your instruments. Yeah. How are you expressing what you're trying to... It's a form Communicate. of communication, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this in a few episodes as well, but when we first joined, you and I first joined this band, Sultans, mm-hmm. like the first couple of rehearsals, we'd never met before and we did barely even had a conversation between anyone. Like, right. It was just playing the music. So, yeah. <laughs> so you started communicating by playing the music, which is cool. Uh, but it's like, yeah, that's what, um, that's what it is though. It's like a form of communi- silent communication. But mm-hmm. It's not so silent. It's, like, it's just not verbal not yeah you know no yeah sometimes it could be obnoxiously loud communication (laughs) exactly yeah but i think tiana (laughs) Tiana sort of talks about those concepts a little bit as well like she said like there's the power um that magic the magic that music can have is about sharing a beautiful connection she says yeah um like especially like being on stage just like it's the connection she has with the musicians on stage and also how all that is interacting with the audience that are in mm-hmm. the room kind of thing. She talks, she's very aware of that and talks a lot about that. I've heard sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's something to that communication and that, that's what music is on a, on a level between a band, you know, playing together between the band and the audience listening to it live. Yeah. And then even on a larger stage, like album to album. Yeah. And, you know, what, what are artists saying with this album? What kind of statement are you making with this album? How are they communicating as far as genre goes yeah. and mixing of genres and adding something new, yeah. bringing something old back? Yeah. And how does that, what's that interaction? Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's weird. It's invisible. Yeah, yeah. We have the visuals of album covers and the faces of artists, but there's so much of this, you know, read between the lines type yeah. stuff going on. Definitely. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and down with that. And uh, so, I've got another track here, though. Uh, well, I have a few things, but I, I believe this track is a is a feature that she did uh, with the kite string tangle. I found mm-hmm. it, and it was in 2014. So I kind of want to say it's probably like her maybe a first official release featuring on something. Uh, not right. before her, you know, a few years before her solo stuff, sort of thing. Is this, can um, you find this on her own page? Like on Spotify, for uh, example? No, you can't find it through her. You have to set, hunt it down. Okay. Uh, Where'd you find it? Uh, just from Googling and seeing what track she was featured on. Discogs, mm-hmm. by the way, is a great resource for anyone that wants to dive deeper into any artist. Go to discogs.com. This isn't an advert. This is just a, a great resource I've seen to like connect the dots because they also list... It's kind of like an IMDB or a Wikipedia of music. Mm -hmm. They list like who produced it, who mixed it, where it was recorded, who wrote on the song. All the stats. Yeah. So for Tiana Kasi, if you go to her page on Discogs, it shows you some of her features and other things that she's on, Mm -hmm. which 
is not linked to her Spotify right now, so uh, or, or whatever music platform you're on, I don't know, but it was not linked on Spotify. So you have to go hunting around, but you don't have to do hunting around now because we're gonna play this track, right? Bringing it to you right here in Roots to Groove. Energetic, yeah. That was uh, uh, called Stone Cold from the Kite String Tangle. Um, he was essentially, I was just looking this up, he's a producer, Danny Harley. Was oh, so that's just one guy, right? yeah. Just one guy, oh, okay. Uh, multi instrumentalist, label owner, he's from Brisbane as well. And uh, yeah, that was from 2014. Um, kind of poppy, you could say, a little bit housey, sort of. I was gonna like, say a little house. Yeah. Influence too, which is cool, like mellow, yeah, yeah, mellow house, deep house, you could say, maybe something like that. Um, yeah, and uh, that was like one of a, a few different collaborations he's done throughout the years, um, that is released. Um, and by herself, I think her first album was did get some accolades when it came out in 2019 in Australia. They said it was nominated for a Connor Award. Or Corner Award, sorry, not Connor. Connor? Who's Co Connor? Who's Connor, exactly, yeah. Corner Award. Apparently, Sampa the Great has won in previous years. Mm. Yeah, he's good. Or uh, No, that's uh, someone else. I'm thinking of Sampha, the singer. Sampa the Great is a, is okay. a female artist. Oh, she's real I was real getting, good. I yeah. had those names spinning around in my head, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. who's who? Now there's Sampology in the mix. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <So>. Kite string. <laughs> it's a kite string tangle. It's, I'm getting tangled up, Jay. <laughs> And uh, also a 2020 Air Award. We've mentioned that before. I think um, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Australian, yeah, uh, Australian Independent Record Labels mm. Association. Nice. Oh, what a mouthful! You got it for best independent R&B soul release. So a lot of nominations, no wins, but some nominations. From, it's a good place to start. Exactly. Yeah. With only an EP out. With only an EP. I mean, yeah. it's it's impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're 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 taking it easy, but that's honestly awesome and impressive. Yeah. Exactly. So she's basically a, an artist that's being broken right now. Yeah. You know, is that the term you break an artist? You know. <laughs> Hopefully you can put them back together again. Yeah. After, after I think that's that, the right? industry term though. Like a producer or a label <laughs> yeah, yeah, breaks yeah. an artist and yeah, you know yeah. puts them in front of people's faces and yeah, yeah, they make it. Yeah. Like, you know. Definitely. Yeah. You all know what I'm talking about. You guys are music Sorry. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, I guess, so Joss Peterson as well, I mentioned him a lot, UK DJ producer. He came across her track, Nuketown, put, played it on his radio show, put it on a compilation album, Brownswood Bubblers is like this regular compilation release that he does where he puts out it's like 10 or so or more tracks uh from mm. rising artists that are bubbling that's another way of saying it bubbling not breaking bubbling carbonated yeah, exactly <laughs> um, bubbling to the surface yeah which is good for her and it's kind of crazy timing really because you know she came out with this just in 2019 this ep and then covid hit so you know, she hasn't really been able to get out into the rest of the world. COVID and, uh, make put in a damper on her, yeah, on her uh, her breakthrough and their harsh lockdown measures in Australia as well. Um, I know at least in Brisbane they had a three day lockdown again recently. Um, after things have been opened up for a while, mm -hmm. this is August twenty twenty one. People, um, but yeah, so she's she said about that though she hasn't really been writing music during um, lockdown. Because she kind of already wrote uh, material for her upcoming album, which, mm -hmm. is, which is in the works. So that'll be Very cool. cool. Very um, excited about that. But she said she spent most of the time just like reflecting, nurturing herself, mm -hmm. going to therapy, um, just kind of just trying to refresh herself. Um, she's part Samoan as well. She said her mum speaks a bit of the language, so she's been teaching herself a little bit of the language as well. Cool. Which she's hoping to incorporate into some upcoming music. That would be and, uh, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and she's also saying about the writing process coming up that um, she wants to employ more of a kind of um, traditional songwriting structure or concepts to her mm. new work, but still using some experimental recording techniques and stuff. Um, she said she basically wants to write material that can still be performed and played if you strip everything else back kind mm -hmm. of thing. Which we've talked a lot on this on these shows about about you know how you can a, a song a strong song is a strong song no matter how you play it you know right. it's like you can remember the melody or whatever mm -hmm. and stuff like that or you could just sing it with an acoustic guitar or with a with a percussionist maybe That's yeah crazy, or but e like you know <laughs> even acapella even acapella you yeah. know you understand yeah. what you the feeling is being communicated even if you just have the melody and the lyrics yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know you could infinite amount of different production to add on top of that in so, different ways even different chord progressions over the same melody yeah, exactly. different ways to express yeah, yeah. similar ideas yeah so that's going to be like interesting how she um you know how she puts those new songs together and mm -hmm. how, how that comes about sort of thing yeah um, she's obviously yeah. great very proficient with her melodies and and yeah. lyricism like it just it yeah. feels natural and it feels very good to hear yeah so she's really talented yeah i'm definitely looking forward to listening to more of her stuff definitely yeah so yeah new new breaking artist uh not the traditional thing that we usually do on here but uh you know you heard it here say. first because she's gonna be she's gonna be you're big. gonna hear about her gonna hear about her and, and you can be like oh, i listened to this last year on rooster grooves <laughs> exactly yeah i know her first we're breaking an artist here maybe yeah, that's what yeah. we're doing yeah um yeah so that's about all i have this yeah really interesting things that we talked about mm -hmm. um but yeah go listen i mean she, so one of her albums that she has out is purely uh remixes yes or, remix of the ep i think yeah. uh, it's all from yeah. the ep yeah yeah so i listened to that one and that one's it bops it's cool great it's yeah. fun all the way through and then definitely listen to her her ep yeah that's on spotify and you can find it anywhere else i'm sure 
Yeah, and she's got some great uh, live performances on YouTube that you can see as well. That's uh, what I did not do was see her play live at all. Yeah, there's a few there's a few good things. Some of them old. Some one that was done during COVID lockdown with her new band uh, set up. Um, and they're playing these songs in a slightly different way than the recorded versions, which is always interesting to see as well. And uh, it's like a short interview uh, that she does as well on there. I was just trying to look it up. How old is this girl? How old is Tiana? Mm, I don't know. She's relatively young. Young, I think. Yeah. Anywhere from 19 to 25. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Pretty vague. <laughs> all, I, I don't, I, she literally doesn't have that much information online yet. Yeah. She's no, that new. No. She's on social media, though. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, she's got a Facebook page. She, yeah, she does DJ as well. She has an Instagram. Uh, she has been during 2021. She's not a has-been, though. No, it has been. No, it has, has been. <laughs> has been uh, DJing at a bar called Elixir Music Bar, which is in Cairns, Queensland. Cairns? Cairns? Cairns. I think that's how you say it. Cairns? Cairns? Cairns. Not Cairns. Cairns. It's something like that. It's crazy. Down in Australia. Yeah. I think it's like northeast Australia on the up, coast. Up in Australia. Up, up, up down under. Up. <laughs> go down still, under, then go up. Is it still down under if you're in America? Yeah. Yeah, down under if you're mm. in England. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it it's all relative. Yeah, <laughs> it's all relative. Um, yeah, that was, that's Rooster <laughs> Graves. That was Tiana Cassie. Short episode this week, but uh, hopefully a good introduction to this lady's wonderful sound mm -hmm. world. We'll play out in a little bit. Yeah, she's got a cool headspace, paying homage to her culture and uh, yeah. geographical heritage. Yeah, uh, so super cool. Yeah, looking forward to more listen to her ep yeah that's all i got as well yeah hit us up roots to grooves at signalradio.com s-i-g-n-l radio.com questions comments concerns let us know what you think about tiana kasi yeah yeah S uh comment on youtube as well we're all, we're Shoot all us over a, that stuff give us a little fun fact fun fact challenge fun fact challenge yeah jay still got a bag of money for somebody who emails bag of cash bag of cash it's no joke, people. It's no joke. Balls in your court. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. This is Rooster Grooves. I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. And uh, this is the title track from Tiana Cassie's EP from 2019, Megalia. Peace. <laughs>
Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.